0: Hello and welcome back to Millennial Ag, where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today, your co hosts, Valine Likely and Catherine Lott speech. Listeners, we are excited to inform you that we are also now proud members of the Global Ag Network.
1: Woohoo! This is, I think, our second week on the network. So if you're listening to this through the Podbean app, uh, please note that it will soon no longer be, um, uploaded there. Um, but it still is on all major podcast platforms. Um, and so we're super excited to, to collaborate and join a network of amazing other podcasters. So make sure to check out the global ag network as well. Um, and, and check out some of those other podcast episodes.
0: Yeah. So listeners this week, we are fresh off of, um, what turned into quite a controversy for um, Colorado's Governor Jared Polis and the meat industry?
1: Yeah, we. It seems like Colorado has been in the limelight um, quite a bit lately, and we like to give you, you know, national topics are not always focused week after week in one state, but this topic seems to it hits really close to home. One but it also affects the national, um, agricultural industry. And we continue to see the impacts it has across the United States. Um, we started out with, uh, Jerry, so- Senator Sonnenberg, um, talking about meat out and, um, March 20th, um, was Meat out day that, that governor Polis had made a proclamation about. And we, we, talked about it right after that proclamation came out. Um, and so this weekend it was actually kind of cool because the agriculture industry all across the country, you know, you saw Nebraska, South Dakota, Texas, all those, you know, big ag States started making, you know, proclamations that this was meat in day and, and even Colorado producers came together and had big barbecues. Um, and it was, to me, it was really cool to see an industry take such a negative thing or an attack, some say, on an industry and try to make a statement of, this is important to us. This hurts us. And in, in retrospect, we're going to support our communities. We're going to support our industry and we're all going to come together.
0: it yeah, was incredible to see. Um, I, I've got friends in California, in Georgia, in New York, who all participated in a meet in day on Saturday. Um, And it was so cool to see the industry come together in a way that we have been asking for for years. Um, And I I think, I mean, we as an industry, you know, always saying we need to come together as an industry. We need to come together as an industry. Well, it finally happened and it was an incredible showing of support and it was nice that other states jumped on board, um, you know, and have their own governor sign proclamations of meet in day or meet on the table or meet on the menu that was fantastic, but it was really cool to see the support that, uh, that it had throughout the agricultural sector. Um, Just, you know, a really exciting time to be part of ag and, and, you know, really, really heartening to see agriculture come together in a way to all pull for something that we knew was a really, really important event.
1: And it was, you know, we didn't, it wasn't us versus them within the agriculture industry. You know, we we started our podcast on some of the civil wars and the frustration and the headbutting that agriculture has within it that sometimes divides us when we when we head out to go talk policy or politics or or any of these big things. But when we're threatened as an industry, like we feel like we've had with the meat out day and even the pause act or proposition um, that's going to be on the ballot we agriculture came together and there was no pointing fingers at each other there was no you know the dairy versus the beef beef versus chicken chicken versus pork there was none of the inner fighting at all in agriculture and for once we all felt like we were one big body united getting in our community, showing people what we do and why we truly care. I think it was probably one of um, the best advertisements as an industry. We probably could have, could have given ourselves.
0: Yeah. And it seems like, you know, that ginormous coming together happened almost not by accident, but um, you know, just as a, just as like, like a, like it, it was, it was, foretold you know it 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 turned into such a swell of support um, that it had to happen that way and it was just really cool to see like you say all sectors come together Um, it was really neat to see pictures of people I mean packed into sale barns and arenas and you know machine sheds and and everything Mm -hmm. getting together and celebrating um, meat you know something that is a very large part of our economy here in Colorado and, and obviously a huge part of the agricultural sector in North America.
1: Yeah, no. And it was, you know, you saw, you even see cattle trucks with, you know, beef, it's what's for dinner plastered on the side of it, or hay bales with paint all over it, you know, eat meat. And it was, you know, cool to just see a simple tagline or a simple proclamation even as Governor Polis had put it, but it brought our industry together and it's kind of, you know, not to bring COVID into this at all, but, you know, the last year has been, has been frustrating for everybody, has been a whirlwind of emotions. Um, For some, it's been great. For others, it's been absolutely heartbreaking and it's, you know, big versus small, all that stuff. But this last week, it seems like we were able to come together and put some of that frustration behind us. Um, and really fight for what we want, fight for an industry, take the bull by the horns, literally, um, (laughs) and, and fight for what we want. You know, we want to keep agriculture alive in Colorado. We want agriculture alive in the country and to see all that come together and see some passion and spark and, and some motion being made, I think was really rewarding, at least from, from my perspective,
0: Yes, I agree 100%. It was it was a very rewarding thing to see, especially after, you know, sort of the culture wars that we've talked a lot about on our podcast. And I think that this couldn't be coming at a better time, um, you know, in terms of what's going on out there with legislation aimed at um, getting rid of, or yeah, legislation aimed at getting rid of and attacking animal agriculture. Um your listeners we talked a few weeks ago or last week um with Rachel Gable about the pause initiative um that has now um been assigned a ballot number and is going to be on on the uh, 2022 ballot here in Colorado um which essentially outlaws um any practices having to do with animal agriculture
1: yeah and it's you know I think I saw it today and I don't again it was just a tagline so I probably need to do some more digging, but there's rumors that it's going to also, or a similar similar ballot initiatives going to occur in Oregon. So, you know, while it's Colorado and the craziness going there, it just takes a little seed to be planted in somebody else's head that we can do this too. And all of a sudden we've got four or five different states looking at this ballot initiative. Um, that could potentially put animal agriculture out of business or at least take it completely out of the States that, that put that in there. And so we've, we've got to continue this fight, you know, going forward. And like, I think this was a good step, but we're not even, we've just started. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, you know, how do we, how do we continue to have these conversations? How do we continue to have these barbecues and these big agricultural get together, you know, amidst COVID, amidst some of the craziness that's still going on, how do we continue to show up while still doing our day-to-day operations? You know, I'm fortunate enough that my job is typically eight to five, and then I can come home and help dad on the farm and ranch now. Um, But I've got some flexibility to do a podcast or do some of that. Some of these guys, you know, we've talked about, especially through mental health, too, you know, these long days, especially in springtime when you're planting and moving cows to the desert or calving cows or whatever, how do we, how do we continue this good fight when we're exhausted? (laughs) And how do we continue to protect ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, but continue to all show up to these events? Because that's what's going to keep our industry in business.
0: Right, and I think it's critical that we do well. We know it's critical that we do because otherwise, um, you know, uninformed voters, unfortunately, I mean, they're going to see the title of a of a ballot initiative that just says, you know, stop abuse of animals, and who who wouldn't want to stop the abuse of animals? That sounds perfectly reasonable, um, but the the language is so so very different and misleading from what the actual title says. Um, it's critical that we stay engaged as agriculturists, um, whether or not, you know, you're, you're direct part of the meat industry or the, or the animal agriculture industry, you know, because we all do rely on one another. Um, it takes synergy to make our, all of our sectors go and we need to, um, have each other's back essentially, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to protect each other because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's fights coming for. For other producers in agriculture that just haven't showed up yet or have been in the past, you know, we could talk about uh, GMO labeling or, um, you know, any of the, you know, free eggs. Yeah, yeah, or gluten free, whatever. Um, It's certainly, you know, it's not just animal agriculture that is under attack by um, outside forces. So it's critical that we continue to stand together, um, that we turn out en masse like we did this weekend. It was such a cool thing to see. It was so cool to see all the support all over social media, um, people excited and having a good time together and, um, you know, really supporting the heck out of each other against, against something that could be, um, just the tip of the iceberg for, you know, for what's coming down the pike for, for animal ag.
1: Yeah I, I think that's great advice and you know something else that kind of was brought to my attention on the pause initiative too was that this is this affects some of the dog breeders this affects the horse industry this affects you know pet owners it, it affects a lot more um, than just production animal agriculture too and so I think we need to start you know, getting a little more outside of our bubble too and realizing, okay, what other impacts does this have? This is going to have an impact on the corn growers. This is going to have an impact on the wheat guys. This is going to, you know, how, what byproducts are we feeding our cattle that maybe we wouldn't be able to and, and making our tribe and starting to, to spread our network even farther than just who showed up this weekend too, because it's going to take in Colorado. I don't even know what the population is, but the, metropolitan areas are the ones that end up voting they're the Mm -hmm. ones that pull the weight um, especially when it's propositions on the ballot like this one so I think we've got to we've got to stretch our network and if if it's even talking to the mom at the grocery store when you're in line or or somebody in the parking lot and just saying hey how's it going I like your dog you know what's where'd you get it what are you thinking you know have you heard about this proposition I I just you should probably do some research. Do you like deep meat? You know, things like that 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 could potentially save save our industry. You know, I talked to some of my urban friends on the wolf ballot last year. And this was after the fact, which was a huge lesson for me. But they said, well, there was so much on the ballot that when it got to the wolves, it sounded really good. They're like, We need a diverse ecosystem. We need to make sure that we've got. You know prey and predator and all this stuff and and so it the way they worded it it sounded good so i voted for it and i was like you what <laughs> <laughs> um but i had to take a step back and say i was the same way on on a couple of the other ballot initiatives you know i knew the wolves because it affected my family my livelihood And I'd been through it with my family in Idaho. Like I understood that part of it, but there's other ballot initiatives that I had absolutely no idea, you know, the gambling, the some of that sort of thing that could affect other industries, but I didn't know. And how do you do, how can you inform yourself on 15 ballot measures when you're trying to figure out how to vote for the president? (laughs) You know, it's, (laughs) it's really frustrating. Um, but with things that could be a detriment to us, we've got to get out there and help help spread the word and and do it even, even if you're not in Colorado listening. Um, I'm in Idaho and I know I will be you know sharing things and informing people because I still have friends there. Um, but make sure to be involved in your own communities because this stuff is coming to you. If it hasn't got there already or you haven't had some threats, there's going to be something on the ballot or an elected official that could... have an impact on your industry and i think it's important to do your research early and start talking to those people talk to people that are in those industries because it's they're if they're good candidates or they're really involved and they really care they'll sit down and take the time to talk to you and talk through those issues with you Um, And I know we preach this all the time, but I'm going to get on a soapbox again and, and just remind you of it because it's, it's so important, especially for the agriculture industry, because we keep getting smaller and smaller and we've got to stand together and we've got to get involved or we're going to get, we're going to continue to get walked over.
0: Yeah. I think if you're not at the table, you're on the menu, right? (laughs) (laughs) For, for, for this weekend and everything. But I think that's exactly where we're at is, is. Uh, we finally showed up to the table. um, And now it's more critical than ever that we that we continue to show up so that we don't end up on the menu.
1: Yeah. And it yeah, I I don't think we could word it any better. And I don't, I don't want my industry. I want my industry on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want it being butchered out of production or out of out of actually coming, you know, being done with and I I, I love that analogy, especially for agriculture. Um, and i I think we can probably just leave it at that. Um, we'll continue to um, bring you updates on where all these ballot initiatives go. you know, we'll track Oregon, see see if it's a rumor, see if it's actually happening, and maybe bring you some perspectives from different states. Um, and we'll throw in some other fun fun episodes along the way, but but we're we're actively tracking this because, it affects not only the Colorado ag industry, but the nation's the nation's agriculture supply and economy is is riding on some of this stuff that's going down in Colorado. So we're going to track it pretty closely. We'll give you updates, um, and in the meantime, make sure to reach out with us, out to us with any questions you have. We're happy if we don't know the answer, we can direct you to resources. Um, but don't hesitate to reach out and ask questions and get involved. And, and there's no such thing as a dumb question, or if you don't understand the initiative, it's, I honestly have the language in the PAWS Act. I don't understand. So it's okay to ask what something means or where we're, where we're going. Um, so feel free to, you can reach out to us um, either through Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or you can email us directly at talk to us at millennialag.com. And until next week, we are millennial ag.